Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is August 22nd, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar. Going to talk SmackDown Live the after show, uh, the SmackDown after SummerSlam. And we got a special treat for everyone. At the end of this podcast, audio subscribers are going to hear Raj Geary's 40-minute interview with Ric Flair. If you're watching us on YouTube, the interview will also be available there separately. And in this interview, Flair shares his thoughts on the WWE reinstating Hulk Hogan into the WWE Hall of Fame, the wild hallucinations he had during his near-death medical emergency last year, his thoughts on Roman Reigns, Jim Neidhart's passing, why his second WWF title run was cut short and his relationship with the hip-hop community giving up alcohol and more so stay tuned for that at the end of the audio version of this podcast and of course check out that interview on youtube justin how's it going man it's going good how are you doing well man all these nights in a row takeover SummerSlam, raw and smackdown a lot it is a lot man uh but smackdown last night was good i mean do you like the show I did. Um, again, I like the pacing of it. Uh, there's some things inside of SmackDown that I, you know, that we'll talk about that I'm, I was a little hmm, about. But overall, I thought it was a good show. I thought it started strong and it's strong. Yeah. So they opened it up with the Miz coming out there with Maurice, uh, him teasing his retirement, and saying he's retiring from fighting Daniel Bryan. Of course, Daniel comes out to get into it with him, and Brie Bella joins him, setting up the announcement for a match: Hell in a Cell, mixed tag, Daniel Bryan and Brie versus the Miz and Maurice. I'm intrigued by this. You know, we've never seen uh, a mixed tag inside of Hell in a Cell. You know, we just, uh, you know, moved into the uh, uncharted territory of having women in the Hell in a Cell. So I, I if um, I know that sometimes fans might be a little bit, especially in the middle of this ev- this, this evolution revolution with women. I know that you know sometimes the Bellas maybe get get it might represent the old guard, so to speak. But I think that this works because Hell in a Cell is meant for you know it's meant it's meant to be when feuds have reached that boiling point and, and they get personal and, and this. This obviously has really touched the personal cord. I, it came off, you know, the way. I mean, I'm glad Bree just sprinted out there. She didn't, she didn't take her, you know, she just went right to it. The, the, the punches to Miz looked great, so it, it had that energy feel. So, um, I, I'm intrigued. I definitely want to see how this match gets laid out. More so, uh, Maurice because she is the uh, least experienced uh, in-ring worker out of the four. When she just gave birth, like four months ago. Right. So, I mean, it's obviously, you know, I mean, she looks like she's in great shape, but, uh, you know, she has at least just, just, just in regular matches to, to begin with. So, um, putting her in this kind of situation, I'll be interested to see how it, how it comes out. Yeah. And, you know, I said it on Twitter last night, half joking, uh, hold on a second. I hit a play on a video there accidentally. Um, you know, I said it last night on Twitter, but, uh, yeah, birdie Joe versus Monroe sky. I want to see a baby fight at this pay-per-view and go ahead go ahead and throw in Maxwell Hardy. Why not? Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, if Vince McMahon, I'm sure it's come up. I'm sure he's thought, if we could get around the insurance for this, it would be awesome. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I'm not even going to touch that because I, I – who knows? I mean, they, they, they've, they've done almost everything. Who knows what – you know, now with all these uh, 
second and third generation kids, um, you know, coming about. Who knows what what goes through the mind of Vince McMahon? Of uh, I mean, hell, we had a ten year old win a title at WrestleMania or be a you know. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Baby fights are the next level of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Yeah, next you level. Know. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible idea that some indie fed would do. Your fed, your indie promotion, you know, should do that. No, we no. <laughs> no. Two babies in there going at it. You know. Once again, the insurance. Yeah, it's true. Um, and they didn't specify that match would be in the cell, but it'll be at the pay-per-view. Um, man, see, one year I was just like, I'm going to do every oh, match they, in the oh, cell. They, oh, they didn't say it was in the cell? I know they said at Hell in a Cell, but that's the first announced match, uh, if I'm if I'm thinking correctly this morning. I think it is. Okay, well, then actually, then it probably, if they didn't specify that, it probably won't be in the cell. So, I'm, I, so, take, take, so I mean, I guess still a, you know interesting match, but it would have been much more if they, had they put that in the cell. I put them all in the cell, and so the live audience can just pay to go there and look at chain link fence for the entire pay per view. I've often said that, you know, I mean, I mean, cage matches are not uh, all. I mean, I've been to a Hell in a Cell pay per view, and you do want to adjust where you think you're going to sit because, um, yeah, especially once they switched the, ch the chain link and got rid of everybody's beloved uh, blue bar uh, steel cage from the '90s. Uh, it, it makes it for television. I've always thought it's a little bit different. Now, at least Hell in a Cell, they have camera people inside of it, but. Um, but still, for the live audience, it could be a little bit tricky. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think actually with the cell, the further back you are, the better that effect works, uh, the less distracting it is. Um, so after that, we went to Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. And uh, yeah, I mean, this was vicious. Orton got DQ'd. Did the thing with the ear piercing again. Makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> More so given the revelations recently made about Randy Orton and you know, where his hands were. <laughs> it's going to get infected. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not even, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll let your joke stand alone there. I'll let it stand alone. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, I don't, I don't really know what to think here. I mean, uh, again, talented guys. I'm not really, I'm not really sitting around uh, anticipating these segments right now. I'm, 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 I'm just not sure what I'm supposed to be, what, what I'm supposed to be excited about here. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem with having these two guys in a feud together. Because I think they are best used elevating newer talent at this point in their careers. Um, and Jeff is bringing it. I mean, definitely since they split the Hardys up and he went to SmackDown, they've really reestablished him as a single star. But I think, uh, you know, what a chance to elevate newer talent. No, I agree. Yeah, both these guys, I mean, they, they have so much more to offer. Like I said, the guys who, um, who haven't been around, who could use the, not, not only um, from a storyline purpose, the, the rub, but um, just the, just the knowledge they can pass on the guys if they're working in the ring with them. I mean, these two guys are veterans, so it's not like they're it's not like they go through the curtain and they are you know, hey man, I really think you need to work on this. And, you know, I mean, you know, the 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 two you know grizzled veterans. So if, if you put them in the ring with uh, you know, just for example, if you if, if you put one of them against uh, Allness or one of them, against, you know, just, just younger guys that haven't been in WWE for as long, you, know, you could just you could probably you know, get more out of it for both booking wise and internally. Yeah. So uh, Randy got. <laughs> DQ'd low blow, um, and then just beat the crap out of him after. And that's the other thing. I think this is making Jeff Hardy look kind of weak in the process. If Randy is able to sit there and just, you know, uh, excessively manhandle him after these matches with Jeff, I mean, they're playing it like he's what he's passed out. He's, he's knocked out. Maybe, it, maybe, it, maybe this is the match that goes to hell in a cell. I mean, they, they usually put multiple matches in hell in a cell. So if the mixed tag's not, you got to figure Joe and AJ, which I'm sure we'll get to. And then, uh, yeah, they usually put at least one other one. So maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's this one. I don't know. Or maybe you know, again with the now the brand split being done, there might be, uh, there might be 
or the brand split of pay-per-views. It might be three Hell in a Cell matches for all we know. I don't know. Yeah, everything in a cell, man. Um, so after that, we had Naomi versus Peyton Royce. Some secondary women's action, secondary women's storyline, but I'm glad that they're they're doing something. I mean, now that Becky and Charlotte, I think, is going to be the money feud for SmackDown going forward, I like that at least they're trying to develop a B storyline. Um, you know, I thought this was okay for what it was. Uh, decent match. Uh, I thought the Iconics, this was their crowd more than it has been in quite some time, given that we had the SummerSlam uh, tourists there and whatnot, uh, the more hardcore fans. Uh, but what did you think of this last night, and wh- where do you think the Iconics go from here? Well, like I said, I thought the match was perfectly fine. Um, yeah, I just didn't really know what the purpose was. But I guess like if you put it that way, if, if this is a way to try to um, deepen your women's storytelling, again, as we are on the road to evolution then uh, okay it's just a, the problem is with these secondary stories that they just all it's it's hard to commit to them so we got this this week are they going to follow through with it next week and then and then and then as you try to do that what who else are you neglecting so it, that's why i keep saying that they need a, an all-woman show uh to really kind of deepen their storytelling yeah um and we'll see right i mean evolution pre-sale started last night uh there are multiple pre-sales this week how'd that work out for you Oh my God. You know, I was up last night trying to get ramp tickets up this morning and uh, yeah, the process of buying tickets is so bad that it actually has you start thinking, you know, I'll just watch it on the network at home. Like I don't need to travel. I don't know. Uh, you, you can't give up that quick. Yeah. I'm going to wait till Friday. I'm going to keep trying these cycles, keep trying to get ramp, but uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. It's uh it's a process. And uh yeah, you know, that's the problem, man. It's like once, I mean, you know this, man. It's like once you go, the better seats you get, the more ruined you are for future wrestling. Like you can't go back to the cheap seats, you know? <laughs> that, that is true. Well, yeah, once you, uh, that is very true. Yeah, it is very hard to go backwards. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And with these pay-per-views, it's just so, uh, so expensive compared to uh, the live events, which is fine. We're willing to do it for Evolution. We were going to do the Rumble next year, uh, but we're thinking Evolution is going to be special. First time WWE does something new, they tend to go all out. We think that's more worthwhile. But yeah, the process is just something else. So we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, you know, I thought the Iconics last night were better received than they have been in a while. Um, Naomi doing the pin with the splits. That was Mm -hmm. something. Why isn't that part of her finisher? And that's the way that she pins her opponent at the end of every match because that looked pretty sweet when she did it. Well, hopefully hopefully some other people told the same thing and maybe maybe that was to try it out and that'll be a new thing on TV for sure. Yeah, it was was definitely unique. Um, We had a lot of uh, hype last night for the tag team main event, which we'll talk about. They had a new day backstage. Uh, They had the bar backstage talking about how they want to get a title shot. We had Gals and Anderson. set for a match with the bar next week. I guess it's going to determine the next uh, tag team contenders. Now that we've got the new day as the tag team champs. Um, so let's talk about Becky Lynch, man. She went out there and cut a promo that was a very justified heel turn, uh, laying out the reasons why laying out her motivation, her mindset, what she thought her reception has been. And all of that was well and good, except that the crowd was not buying it. And it did not line up with the fact that she is perhaps the strongest fan favorite in the entire women's division on any WWE brand. If they would have done this, um, this turn and her half her cut that promo right when she came back, to TV regularly after she had been golf, you know, doing you know movies and whatever else. Had she done it then and came right back and said that she feels like she's an afterthought, 
and she blames you know, these fans and whatever. Okay. But to have her come back and, as you said, be the, hot, be, be, be the you know, just a top fan favorite, be red hot. We've talked about it every single week. Uh, I don't understand why they're swimming upstream with this. I don't understand why. why I mean, uh, I, you know, I, and, and, and it just makes no sense, especially when, you know, Charlotte's just a more natural heel. I mean, I'm, I, I get putting the title on Charlotte. So you have her going into the big show in October, assuming she still has it as one of the champions. I get that. We've said that she's the second most no, you know, known woman behind Ronda Rousey in terms of the mainstream. So I, I'll get that. But why not have her as a heel and have Becky chasing in that? I have, I, as, a, as a baby face, I have, I, this, this baffles me. Unfortunately, Becky Lynch cutting, I mean, when as she did that promo, she delivered it superb. Absolutely. Facial expressions, her delivery. So, I mean, she did it well. This has nothing to do with her performance of it. And she's, whether she agrees or not with the booking, she's going to go out and do her job and she's going to make the most of it. So, good by her. But as a fan, uh, I, I don't understand this at all. I don't understand why you take the, 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 I don't understand why you take this, why you take your hot hand away. I don't understand at all. It's completely detached from reality. And had this been anyone else, the, I mean, you know, credit to her for pulling this off. She was able to keep a straight face and act like she was hurt. Even her thing, oh, no one was tweeting, give Becky a chance. Meanwhile, last night, all these screenshots of uh, the thousands of Twitter uh, hashtags that went out in anticipation of SummerSlam with people saying she was being screwed over. The entire WWE universe is on her side. It is so tone deaf on the part of creative to try and play this like she's the bad guy and Charlotte is the hero in this feud. Uh, right. I mean, I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I don't know. And, and you know, we could usually say that the crowds, um, okay, you can't you can't take everything that the Brooklyn crowd does as, as being a, the true measurement of what the rest of the country is going to do. But I, I think in this case, it's not going to get any better whether it's Brooklyn or whether it's. Uh, you know, any any other pick any other you know any other city. I, I think that again, everybody was solidly behind Becky, and if she can cut as much of a promo as she wants, trying to sell this heel turn, but it just does not make sense. And it was cool when Charlotte came out, held the title, like was uh, you know barking at her, and then ran in there, and they got into it. Like that was great. It's just these roles need to be reversed. It uh, yeah, like DX Ross in the chat is like, to be fair, Charlotte didn't do anything wrong, and it's like that's fine, but still, like Charlotte's been a heel for the majority. Well, not the majority, the first half of her main roster call up. Um, when they gave her a singles role, she was a heel. She had her dad there for a long time. We've seen Becky versus Charlotte with Rick helping her win. Um, yeah, I just feel like with this with Becky, it's going to be weird if they keep trying to play her like a heel and her justification is the audience isn't behind her and then she gets these huge pops. And that's the, yeah, that's the, yeah, right there. And, and, and her blaming the audience because it, it had she not blamed, had she not, um, had she not put down or put any blame towards the fans, I'd almost be able to justify it as okay, this is just seeing a new you know, badass streak in her. This is kind of yeah. just her being like the bad, you know, just. Um, but but the fact, but but you can't be the badass if you're then blaming the fan. Like Stone Cold, yeah. Stone Cold never blamed the fans. You know what I mean? He just went out and did things his way. And but the moment she starts blaming the fans, she comes off as the as the traditional um, cowardly, make excuses, you know, heel. Well, she was trying to get heat with it last night. You know, I mean, I, that's what it felt like to me. Like she was trying to sit there, and be like, "Oh, you cheer me now, but when were you cheering me back?" You know, uh, and and it's, I just wanted someone to yell out, like, "What in the f are you talking about?" You know, what reality are you living in? We love you. 
You could literally come out here and murder a puppy and your fans will still be like, well, I'm sure she had good reasons for that. It was probably a mercy killing. The dog was probably <laughs> terminally ill and in pain. <laughs> People yeah, I, love Becky Lynch. Yeah, this, this, I mean, I'll see where it goes, but uh, this is not a good start for me. I don't know. Yeah, it's just so, so detached from reality and I entirely blame creative. <laughs> right? I mean, this isn't Becky's fault. She doesn't have a say in this. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if this was a collaborate, a collaborated, uh, go around the room decision, or if this was. This is all Kevin Dunn. I blame Kevin Dunn for everything. Uh, I mean, it could just be one person. It could be just him or just Vince or somebody saying, "Oh, we need her as you know." I mean, unfortunately, I could also see the justification backstage being, "Well, we want her to be in a top spot, but we want Charlotte to still be portrayed as a as a good guy." So. This is the only way Becky's going to get this top title chases by going heel. That that would suck if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, especially I, I I'm just going to be cynical and say yes. Charlotte's the long term plan. Charlotte versus Ronda for thir- WrestleMania 35 is the long term plan, and this is a chance to give Becky something. But I, I think that similar to like we saw with Sami Zayn great for the short term in that they get something and they get elevated. But like we saw with Sammy, they had no long-term plan. And the second they moved him to Bobby, it all fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not a bad, uh, not a bad comparison. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, again, I, I'm hoping that as this plays out, that we'll start to see something like it'll start to say, Oh, this makes sense. But I, I don't think it's going to. Yeah. Although, Hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, aha, but what if then, you know, they go down this road with Becky and then her redemption is Charlotte and Rhonda and she helps Charlotte win or does something down the line sort of, t- I mean, I see ways they could take it back with her. Um, and that would all make sense, but I mean, I'm, I'm invested in this. I think this is the top feud on SmackDown and that's not just my hundred percent Becky fandom. I mean, even think, you know, I acknowledge, I mean, Joe and uh, AJ is really hot right now. Ms. And, uh, Daniel Bryan's really hot, but with Becky, like this is, I think what a lot of uh, the hardcore fans are going to be tuning in for every week to see what happens with this feud. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to be tuning in uh, constantly for this. So it hasn't, you know, it hasn't drove me away. It's just uh, from a WWE analyst standpoint that we're doing here. I just it doesn't make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So Rusev and Lana versus Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega. Aiden English interferes this time and allows Rusev Day to get a win. Yeah, good. I mean, good. Rusev, uh, they they needed the win. Um, I I mean, I guess good that they're not giving up slash breaking up the trio of Rusev Day. So maybe they're going to continue to build on this. And um, I'm not sure where it goes, but I was happy to see this. And again, I got to give credit to Lana. Every time I see Lana, every match, there's just a little bit more improvement. A little little bit more, you you watch her and she just looks like she belongs. And you're not sitting there like overly critiquing her saying, oh, well, she's... Only had nine matches. I mean, she start every match. She looks just a little bit more like okay. She just belongs there. No, I agree. I agree with that. And of course, Rusev stomped Almas and then got the accolade for the win. Um, yeah, it's weird that in this process of uh, Rusev Day cooling off, perhaps a little bit with the crowd, that the the benefit has been that Lana has become more of a competitor. I mean, we saw what happened when she came back last year. Had that Money in the Bank match against Charlotte. Looked like a million bucks until she actually started wrestling and entered the ring. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, if this keeps going and she keeps getting this experience, I mean, I think, I think she's legitimate now as a, as a competitor. 
I agree, and I think that they've done a better job uh, easing her into it. Like I said, when she came, you know, last year, last summer when they tried in, you know, she got to go right to a title match. I think it was with Naomi. It, it was Naomi. That's right. It, you know, it was very, very forced, very manufactured. Now, mind you, I was you know a, a supporter of her, and I wanted to see it work. But it was it, that was actually like part of the storyline. Like when she got the match with Naomi, Naomi was even kind of like, you know, like what have you done? So they they kind of made it part of the story that like Lana was unqualified. But here. They've kind of eased her in. They haven't put as much focus on like everybody. Let's pay attention to how well or how bad Lana does. She just she just kind of is easing into it, like I say, and she's now she's starting to just look like she belongs. Well, absolutely, man. Uh, AJ Styles came out. Oh, actually, uh, first uh, Shinsuke Nakamura backstage promo. United States of Nak America. Why do they do this with every United States champion who's not American? That they have to put some play like that on the title. It's just the easy layup. <laughs> it's just there. I guess this is better than Kevin Owens and that stupid face of America thing. You didn't like that? That was so bad. Oh, come on, Glenn. Although I liked when they put his face on the ramp. Yeah. With the face of America, they walk around. They walk face. around. Yeah. The that part was there. good. All right. Well, yeah. We should appreciate that. But when he came out and cut, you know, I'm the new face of America. It's just like, dude, come on. Like, this is all you got. I mean, because Owens is... So good with everything. I don't think he needs to be stuck with a gimmick. I like that Owens, um, they give him fresh stuff all the time. Uh, but yeah, with uh, Shinsuke, I mean, okay. You know, I'm along for the ride on this. It's one of his better promos, I think. Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. Probably helps that it was, you know, could have been done Backstage. in 40 takes. Seriously. Um, he's gotten a lot better, though, and a lot more comfortable. Do you think he uh, resigns when his contract's up, or do you think he goes back to New Japan? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would. It's, that's hard. To, that's really hard to say. I don't know. I, part of me, large part of me, wants to say he resigns because you know, I mean, WWE's just you know, they take care of. I mean, you know, he's making good money, but at the same point, I don't know what I don't know his personal situation. I don't know. Um, you know, that, I guess that goes that goes to Gallows and Anderson. Everybody talks about all oh, they need to go back to New Japan. Well, you know, I, I don't know Anderson real well, but I know Gallows really well, uh, and I know his family, and like he's happy. You know, he's happy that his. He's, he's around his, his, his dad and his son and, and everything. He's in the States versus, you know, when he was in Japan, it was a different situation. So I, I don't know what Nakamura's personal situation is in terms of um, how much family he's – close family he's leaving behind or does he have family or friends over, over here. So I, I don't know. And all that stuff plays a big, big factor. Obviously, you know, it's, it's one – it's not like you're deciding, okay, do I work in the U.S. or Canada? You're deciding between, you know, obviously two ends of the world. So, um, I, you know, I'd like to think that he would stay and, and see that there's more potential, but I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't. That's really hard to to to, to, to narrow down. And also, maybe New Japan, uh, with their continu continued momentum uh, with with the United States market and, and the ventures they're doing with Ring of Honor and such, um, you know, maybe they, you know, maybe they they have a greater leverage and greater bank, uh, even more money to, to to offer him that that the you know, money ultimately will just sway him back. So I, I really don't know. I hope he stays because I like to see. More, I think there's more untapped potential in the WWE machine that they could do with him. Or if nothing else, if they, if, if Triple H truly believes they could have a two-way street with the Raw SmackDown and guys in NXT, you know, maybe you know, Shinsuke could still offer something to NXT at times. So I, I'd like to see him stay around, but I don't know. There's a lot of personal factors that most fans never even think about with uh, with, with those switches. How weird do you, do you think it must be um, for a lot of the superstars, especially the international ones that live in Orlando and upper, I mean, cause doesn't Becky um, Shinsuke, I believe 
uh, quite a few of them, and I think they do it because of the Performance Center. They do it, well, they started in NXT, but the Performance Center, it's a good airport hub, uh, it's central. But that experience just has to be a trip, probably, for a lot of these people coming from all over the world and moving there. Well, yeah, but I mean, also you think about it, I mean, Orlando, anybody's ever been to Orlando because of Disney and everything. I mean, Orlando's got a, I mean, there's, there's people from all over the world. So in, in some ways it's probably, you know, it's, 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 it's got a little bit like a, of a New York City kind of melting pot vibe. I mean, you know, because now granted it's people just coming to visit and usually leave it after a week, but it's, it's, you know. It's not a bad. There could be much worse places. They could be. That's true. Although I think I mean it's going to be interesting, right? So I mean, with the Miz moving to Austin, that's good because that's central from a lot of WWE tours. It probably shortens his flights back. Uh, Renee and Dean living in Las Vegas, very good hub city. Um, But yeah, I mean, isn't Rollins still residing in Iowa as his primary residence? That's going to be a pain to. I think he did go back to Iowa once he got to the main roster. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's got to be just just a pain, and I think you think about the road schedule that has an impact in terms of uh, the additional uh, additional strain it puts on the travel time. These are the things I think about people that and yeah. how much do people actually make each year? No, but these are these are relevant things. I'll tell you another thing. Having I was just you know having been in New York uh, around WB and around WWE people uh, is a big conversation, and, and and Triple H said it on his thing, and he said they don't really have the answer, and and and, and it that trickled down to the people I was dealing with in WWE talking uh, talent and crew, which is um, talk about road schedules is, is when raw go or when SmackDown goes to Fridays and it's live, it's going to create, everybody's really wondering, okay, how is this going to work uh, schedule wise? Well, don't uh, a lot of the roster, don't their weeks start on Fridays. Anyhow, normally it's maybe a convention appearance or publicity. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, usually the way it works is, Raw guys go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. SmackDown guys go Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, so it, it's one thing is, is it's okay. Where are the house shows going to be? Are, are we going to just do house shows Saturday, Sunday? Are house shows going to still – is there going to be a house show still on Tuesday? There's a house show on Monday now for SmackDown. Does a house show almost every Monday? Right. And then the, 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 the bigger question truly comes down more for the crew. Yeah, the, yeah. Talent, the talent will be – again, so they still have to satisfy house shows. So they'll still probably at least you know, fly to one city, hop in a rental car, take that rental car on their loop fly back home but the crew and the tv trucks yeah they don't do back-to-backs that's that's gonna be weird no absolutely that's gonna be their additional cost but hey man they got that fox money they can afford it that is true no that's very true that's that's something that's come up in the conversation is it costs it's gonna (laughs) it's gonna cost this for them to to to, 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 they add a cost for to do it this way but they they have a billion dollars coming in yeah well speaking of coming home uh last night aj and samoa joe Oh, man, AJ coming out saying Joe crossed a line, line that apparently a real man doesn't cross, uh, talking to the WWE Universe about his family, and then Samoa Joe came out and made it super creepy, like calling out uh, AJ's wife, doing the daddy thing again. That's, that's what it's supposed to do. I mean, I like this. This, this had a very old-school feel from, the, from, from everything from AJ and the old Gene Oakland interview spot <clears throat> to then, you know, just a very – it just felt like a very – classic heel he pulled him off the stage he's choking him he's he's screaming at his kids i you know I, I, i'm all for this. this this had this had like uh you know 1988 1989 written all over it oh yeah this is gonna well i was thinking you know pillman and uh stone cold and the gun outside the house like i think that's what this is leading up to <laughs> well yeah i don't know if we'll cross that one but uh how Fox, could you forget Fox, that you just Fox. you forgot that like that was the Biggest WWE story at the start of the Attitude Era. Fox might backpedal. 
Yeah, seriously. But remember that, like, it, well, because what was that, like, 96, maybe? 97? I mean, it was early Attitude Era. But all the stories of people thought it was real. People thought, you know. I think it was 96. Yeah. I think it was 96. Yeah, like, before The Rock, before Stone Cold took off, I mean, that was the big <clears throat> story that you saw everywhere. I think there was, like, a Jenny Jones episode about that. <laughs> Oh man. But no, I like that they're bringing the heat with this. I like that they're, they're elevating it, but yeah, with Samoa Joe, this is a bit of a new angle with him, but Hey, I mean, you know, it's making him more of a monster heel in the long run. This has got to go to hell in a cell, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there, there was no way, there was no way this is not the SmackDown hell in a cell match or a SmackDown hell in a cell match. Yeah. <clears throat> Agreed. Yeah. Well, and so speaking of which, Carmella is getting her rematch, uh, what was it, next week, one-on-one -on -one with Charlotte. So I think Becky and Charlotte could be the women's Hell in a Cell match for SmackDown. It makes sense. I think we get four. I wonder, yeah, maybe, maybe we get four Hell in a Cell matches, uh, two on each side, two on each brand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Seriously. Everything in a cell, man. Just Yeah. I would be fine. I mean, again. You know, Becky and I mean Becky and Charlotte are. I mean, everybody everybody is interested in whether or not we agree in a sign of the book, and everybody's interested. So, um, I'd be fine with that. It's not like you know, it's not like it's a. I wouldn't think it's moving too fast either, because Becky and Charlotte just have they've 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 known each other for so long. So it's it, it'll kind of you know, I think I think it would be fine to do. Um, yeah, I'll be really interested in what they do with the women in the month of September, prior to uh, the Evolution show. Absolutely. And uh, Natalie in the chat is pointing out that uh, the gorilla position, uh, I think it's a video with Becky, maybe podcast uh, interview with Becky. I've seen the quotes her talking about, you know, maybe if she was blonde, uh, I think she even makes a reference to like getting implants, uh, but just calling out, you know, why she thinks she's being passed over in the WWE. Obviously, this is part of her heel turn and her uh, character with it. But uh Man, I think, yeah, with Becky and Charlotte, this could get really, really vicious, but it's just not going to work. I don't see the crowd turning on Becky and getting the negative response. I just don't see how they do that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. She can she can try to cut as good a promos as she wants, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so in that Carmella segment, R-Truth talking about he wants to pin Carmella for a title shot. <laughs> Our truth is is one of the strongest assets that the WWE has, and I think segments like this just just prove why he's just so good with comedy. He is, and again, I know we mentioned it a few weeks ago when he kind of resurfaced, but he, uh, I mean, you, you look at you look at the last almost twenty years, he's been hired, he's been employed either by WWE or TNA. That's that's like that's pretty impressive, you know. So. No, he's great. I mean, absolutely great. And of all the wrestlers that have uh, attempted music, I would definitely put him in the better category. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. If you had to make a list of like, who's the best, who's the best wrestler or what's the best attempt of a wrestler doing music, John Cena's theme I think I was, it's pretty good. I was gonna, well, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say Cena's held up. I mean, that's the thing. When I hear Cena's music, and I and I hear the you know the verse that he, you know, I mean, like, I don't. Maybe it's just because I'm so used to it. I don't think much of. Like, I just kind of think, okay, that's just that is what it is. I, I don't. Our true song is just still at least the what's up is just so bad <laughs> to me. I don't know. I just don't. Uh, I mean, but but I know I know for a fact that back in the day that um or not back in the day, but still, but I know starting back in the day. Vince has always been very like, like I know you know you know when in the K days you know Vince helped set up studio time in New York for for 
for him to go for K Quick to go cut an album and like yo know, Vince was is, is, is I guess has always been really behind you know him him going into this endeavor of the music so uh, hence why he's still able to do this gimmick. Absolutely. Um, I think aside from hip hop, Chris Jericho most successful yeah. musically, but that didn't happen until recently though. Like Fozzy wasn't good until. Well, it, yeah, I mean, when it started, I mean, it was just like a parody band. Now it's like it's become legitimized in the last five years, truly. You know, with the with the you know the, the touring and the success of the of the of the, of the tracks and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's truly legitimized in the last uh, five to ten years. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Judas. I'll, I'll go even further. I'll say Judas is probably the best new rock song that I've heard in in recent memory. I'm trying to think of before that something new that I liked that was hard rock. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of. I mean he. I mean he's played different venues here in Pittsburgh the last couple of years, and you know, uh, big sellouts. So. Yeah. So we had the title match last night: No DQ, Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day. Uh, lengthy match. We know that Eric Rowan uh, has a torn tricep muscle, so it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that the Bludgeon Brothers were going to drop the titles. But uh, they put on a hell of a match. No DQ and the New Day are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Yeah, this um, you know, uh, props to Eric Rowan for toughing it out and being able to you know, you know do the do the job to you know to to hand over the belts. Um, it was the right kind of match to do because while it looked very brutal, that's that's an easier kind of match for a guy to do with torn triceps. You know, a lot of just tossing stuff around, weapons, a lot of just melee kind of stuff. Nothing technical, um, especially when everybody's able to brawl. The camera's not always going to be on him. A lot easier to do that match versus a, you know, a fifteen minute, you know, all contained in the ring and you know and stuff like that. So I, I thought it, you know it was it was, a, it was a well done. It, it was it was the kind of explosive ending um, that you want for the show. Not only the not only a hardcore match, but you know a title change uh, over to the baby faces. So I thought they handled this really well. Um, I guess my biggest uh, I guess my biggest focus and question and concern will just be okay. Um, what what is this going to do with Luke Harper? Yeah, and uh, he got put through a table last night. Kofi and Woods both covered him for the pin and the titles. But with Harper now, I mean, you look at what he said on uh, Twitter, you know, thanking Rowan. Um, I, this is for the foreseeable future, the end of the road for the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, Rowan, torn tricep, I think we were talking about this the other night, same thing that Dean Ambrose had, and we saw how long that kept him out. Um, so, yeah, I think with Harper... You know, I know we said this before, but I think it's too hard to do. I think a face turn would be great for him. Um, but I, I think instead they'll probably just keep him as a one-man wrecking machine if they use him at all. Well, obviously I want him to be used. I mean, I'd love for him just to be a single star. I'd like him to go back to the Luke Harper attire, you know, before going in the Bludgeon Brother attire. But hey, you know what? Um, you got Bray Wyatt, who looks like Bray Wyatt. going to need something to do. And I know he's over on Raw, but, you know, uh, there's always that. You know, go back to what? Go back to what worked. So I think that's to be. I think that should be at least considered on the table. Um, you know, move Harper over to Raw and let him be with Bray Wyatt. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be fine with that. Don't, I mean, don't you feel like that's a big step backwards, though? Given that Bray is finally kind of left this, the stink of the Wyatt family, and that same like I'm going to come out and cut these Cape Fear promos and then get my ass kicked. Like I feel like he just kind of left that behind. Well, he just evolved a little bit with with what he was doing with Matt Hardy, but uh, I think that this could be a chance to to really do some reinvention. Again, you know, it could be a whole new spin on the Wyatt family. It could, it could be, 
you go back to basics, basically, you know, get back to what worked, you know, and the Y family in the very beginning worked really, really well. It was, it was once the, all the losses started racking up and then, and then the Y family splits and everything, you know, that's, I think when, when trouble started coming, but this might be a chance to, um, you know, put a whole new fresh, fresh coat of paint on it. Yeah. They could get haircuts and suits and, uh, oh, maybe man. do like missionary missions, uh, go door to door, handing out Wyatt family literature. I don't know about that, but kind of, you know, like let's, let's make the cult a little more respectable. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I love, clean up its image. I love like, I love them going cult. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about, uh, suits, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 I mean, the Wyatt family is a, the Wyatt family, you know, it worked, and then they, again they started to do. Um, they start again. They started. They started doing things that just mess. With it. I think if they go back to basics. Uh, they go back to basics and put some some new fresh spins on it. It could be really really effective. Yeah, man. Um, how do you think it's going to go with the New Day being the tag team champs again? And what feud do you see them getting into from here? <sighs> I mean, I. I I, we've said it before. They don't need this. You know, let them go as singles. They don't need another title. Right now that it's it's being forced upon them because you know, as we just said, Rowan's hurt. So I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they don't hold this for long. Maybe they, maybe they get this off of them and go. To, uh, you know, I mean, obviously we're, it's going to be either the bar or Gallows and Anderson next. So, um, you know, Gallows and Anderson have been really, you know, not you know, not existed for most of the summertime on TV. So, uh, you know, potentially that. I mean, there's a lot of talent between the bar and, and Gallows and Anderson. It's just a matter of you know, okay, like who are they going to put? Who are they going to put commitment back to? You know, I could see Sanity interfering in that match next week. Yeah, I'd buy that. You know, I'd buy that for sure. Yeah. Um, Sanity's going to be tricky, though. I mean, they didn't do it with the Bludgeon Brothers, but I mean, do you see Sanity backstage having a conversation with Paige to make a match? <laughs> Maybe Luke Harper joins Sanity. Oh, you know, stranger things. Stranger Beard. things have happened. Beards galore. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so I watched Ms. and Mrs. last night because it was on immediately following SmackDown, and that was okay. It was less scripted, less forced. <laughs> I see why people like this show. I did not watch last night's episode. I'll catch up on it later this week. I mean, it, clearly it's no Chris Lee knows best, but you know, then again, what is? How is that still on the air? How is that still a thing? I don't get it. But, you know, I meet people maybe twice a year that love that man and his family. I mean, he's. I mean, I'll, I'll give this. I'll give him this. I, I've I've called a few episodes again by mistake because I keep USA Network on after wrestling's done, and obviously I've seen no. I've seen my fair share of the promos and previews and commercials. I will give him this. He, he is a walking soundbite. Sure, absolutely. Very quite a character. He's a walking soundbite. I'll give him that. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on in the world of wrestling? Anything we missed? Anything um, we didn't cover? I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure you guys are. I mean, you guys already did raw and everything. I'm, I don't think so. I think we're uh, it's it's now the come down period. Let everybody breathe. Um, you know, now that we've uh, now that we've gone through summer so weekend. I mean, Evolution tickets the official sale goes on sale Friday. I know you're trying pre sales, so I'm sure I'm sure that will get touted by next week as you know, how fast it, it's sold out. Whether or not it actually legit sells out or not, we'll see. But I think that's why they're doing like four pre sales. I think because they can move so many tickets through the pre sale that it'll sell out instantly on Friday. Probably right. Probably yeah. right. Decent sized venue, isn't it? Like thirteen thousand people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they're not. This isn't you know an NXT uh, size theater. No, I mean you know again if you you know it, you think with all the momentum the women have and again having Ronda and Charlotte as title holders, it's in New York. You know it, they that that's 
you really can't. I mean, that's that's all the factors that you want going in your favor if you're WWE. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, so, what do you want to plug before we take this home here? Uh, just follow me at Dustin Labar. It's where everything's at. Chair uh, shot reality clips here for Wrestling Inc. I got my podcast, Wrestling Reality, uh, every single week, and all of my tweets of wisdom for all of you. Cool. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. Please give me a follow there. And uh, I love, uh, I don't know if you caught Sunday night's podcast, Justin, but uh, Blue Chew now has quite a following from our fan base. Oh, really? Based on the lengthy discussion, no pun intended, and uh, hijinks and hilarity that ensued on Sunday night. Everyone's asking when they'll be back. Blue Chew will be back on the podcast. Uh, look for it in future episodes of Wrestling Inc. Blue Chew. Blue Chew and butt wipes. You're going to love it. Yeah, Blue Chew, promo code INC. And uh, yeah, we'll be back here Monday night. Me, uh, myself, Mr. Raj Geary, Mr. Matt Morgan to talk about Monday Night Raw. And of course, Justin and I will be back here next Wednesday. Stay tuned for that Ric Flair interview on the audio version. And uh, be sure to check that out on the YouTube channel. Uh, Yeah, 40-minute long interview. Raj talks to Rick about a variety of topics. Uh, Hulk Hogan, his near-death experience. The second WWF title run, his connections to the hip hop community, Roman Reigns, and more. Stay tuned for that, and we'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. It's a WrestlingInc.com exclusive. 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 On, a, on a very big day. Uh, Rick, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I couldn't be doing better, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was one year ago today that you had surgery. Yeah. Um, I remember last year on the website, it it was a very somber, it was a very somber time. Like, uh, I think a lot of people were were very concerned um, with what was going on. And and then not only did you pull through, but here you are a year later. I know. And after another surgery. So. Right. Don't know, don't know how that, who makes those decisions, but I'm. Happy I was on the list. <laughs> yeah. And you had I the other surgery know. last month. Uh, how are you feeling after after that? I feel great. I feel great. I'm ready to start working out, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. So, um, I, got, I got permission to start working out for my doctor, and uh, I should go to the gym for the first time tomorrow. <laughs> nice. That's great. I, you had Back mentioned, at it, yeah. Nice. You, you mentioned that you had gotten down to nearly 200 pounds. Uh, is that kind of where you're still at, or have you have you gained a lot of that back? No, I'm back up to two and a quarter. Yeah, I was two. I, I lost forty three pounds in the thirty one day. Well, actually, I was thirty one days in ICU, and then a month over at the rehabilitation center trying to learn how to walk. Yeah. And you know, I couldn't even un, un I couldn't unscrew a uh, Gatorade bottle or open a, a can of Diet Coke. It was this really. I woke up to not knowing. Yeah. Not even realizing. I could stand, but I couldn't walk. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and you were you were in the hospital for a, a month, um, or over a month, right? ICU for over 31 or 32 days, yeah. 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 Well, um, I've been back to visit a month. Boy, I, I, I didn't have to go back to ICU this last time, but boy. Yeah. Just... Uh, Nothing but great people taking care of me. I don't remember it, but right. um, I went back to see them all, and they all looked at me like you're not supposed to be here, which was weird. <laughs> <laughs> how, yeah. how did you make it? <laughs> right. But I certainly appreciate all the help from uh, 
people at Gwinnett County and a cock and Dr. Elsie that did these surgeries. So, yeah, yeah, very, very, very thankful. Right, and and you had mentioned in interviews last year that uh, before you were hospitalized, you were you were drinking about fifteen drinks a day. Uh, how, how hard was it to make the change in, in, in lifestyle? You know, not at all. I only had to go through that one time and have the doctor, you know, after I got out, tell me that uh, that wouldn't work. I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not the great, the smartest guy in the world, but I know if that, if they're blaming that on alcohol, that I don't need to have alcohol again. Yeah. He's actually told me that I could drink now, you know, like it, like like weddings or something. You know what I mean? Like a champagne or a beer or something. But because my blood work and everything is, you know, it's just like nothing ever happened. Yeah. Um, but I'm not gonna, not gonna push that bell. I, um, you know, it's not that I think that if I have one, I'll have two. I just I don't need it. Yeah. I don't miss it. Um, I went through whatever I went through, which I guess was rough. I guess the, the DDTs, or whatever they call them, DTs were. Right. Yeah. <laughs> People thought that I'd lost my mind, so. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you had mentioned. Years yeah, I remember hearing you talk about some of the, some of the, the crazy dreams you were having while you were in the hospital, and, and one that was. No, that? It was a bit just, yeah. Yeah, and when was that? You were at SummerSlam, even though it, it hadn't come yet. Yeah, I know. Well, I was supposed to be that <laughs> week. And all of a sudden, uh, I dreamt that I went through with everything, you know. And then I wake up to find out Shawn Michaels took my place. And, uh, you know, I dreamt that my daughter got married. I didn't, uh, you know, I don't know what this means at the time, but I didn't have any bad dreams. Huh. Does that make sense? I yeah. dreamt about wrestling, and I didn't, you know, um, I didn't dwell. My, I mean, my dreams weren't dwelling on things that I'd done wrong, right? Which there have been a number of. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, you know, I just um, my mom and dad. I dreamt about them and you know, some of their friends, but aside from that, it was, I just you know I didn't have a. I wasn't like. Um, I wasn't laying there. I was, I, I, it was, it, I was in a good place in the dreams, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, uh... probably confused. Well, what, what was funny is I actually thought it happened. So when I finally, my thought process came back, which, you know, a lot of people don't realize this. I, 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 I didn't really think, I don't think I really had my whole memory back until October. Because oh, wow. I would ask Wendy questions or say things. She said, where'd you get that from? And I'd say, well, didn't that happen? And, I mean, that's how, how far off there I was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I remember reading a, a book about um, near-death experiences. And you, you hear things like that where people are having, uh, not nightmares, mm -hmm. but like these positive dreams. I don't know if it's the same kind of thing or, or what, but um, like that, that is very interesting. Um. Yeah, it, uh, I, you know, it, it just, you wonder, but, um, you know, they did 21 brain scans on me because it wasn't working. Finally, the guy said to Wendy, he said, is he a little strange when he's normal? And she said, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, those words, but, <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, you're, <laughs> you're probably never going to get exactly what you want out of that. 
out of that machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 amazing. I know people use the word miracle a lot, but it uh, it definitely sounded as yeah, close to it is close a miracle. miracle. Yeah. Um, yeah, the second operation, you know, it 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 didn't, you know, for eight, it took eight days to kick in. I I almost gave up. I thought, you know, because it, it's not a hundred percent chance that it's going to work, you know, and it, and then there's it's a high risk and it's a it's a high risk operation for infection and stuff like that. I mean, and then if it doesn't work, you have to go back and and you know open you up again and reattach. So. You know, the doctor just kept coming in and hit me in the stomach, hurt, you know, the word to the point where it hurt, push on me, you know, and see if I was sore. And, but the eighth day, it started to work, and I just said, God, this is, a, I mean, and it's, everything's working great. Yeah. I knock on wood every day and say my prayers. And, uh, you know, the difference now is I used to, I've always been, uh, you know, where I say my prayers and stuff. My parents raised me, and you're not. You know, to say my prayers my whole life. The problem is, I just would say them and you know ask for forgiveness and basically turn around and do the same thing the same day. Does that make sense? <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just um, it's a strange, strange thought process. But I, it's not that I'm not uh, conscious. I just I didn't. I lived like a life like I could do anything I wanted to do and there was no responsibilities so yeah or no consequences so and in in many ways that that, that's all changed yeah yeah in in many ways that lifestyle um it 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 almost feels like your character is still as relevant today as ever it was it's still cool to like Ric Flair Mm -hmm. you know no it's not like uh a lot of other characters, which they were for their time, it's still you're you're still uh, a big deal in pop culture, and you see Ric Flair drip and <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, I know that's right. I just talked to Snoop Dogg on Saturday. Yeah, he uh, yeah, I, I I love those guys. I mean, uh, the rap music is something that's I'm actually I feel like I'm part of the culture, and uh, you know, I, I was with. Um, Oh God! Um, just a bunch of the guys at the uh, soccer match, Waka Flocka, and uh, <laughs> right. Chris um, Ludacris, and uh, Mike, Big Mike, and um, trying to think. Little Wayne was there, and I was just, you know, it's just like we're just we're all brothers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and of course, the Offset. I mean, I've. He's like my son. <laughs> I've, I've gotten so close to him, and Cardi B is a fabulous person, and just you know, a ton of talent herself. So they're, you know, they've got some stuff going on right now, but they'll they'll work it out. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And then even with NFL games, and uh, you know, your, uh, your your name being used in the huddle, and and all these things, it's 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 pretty amazing. Um, uh, yeah, it is. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, now you said you're getting ready to go uh, to start lifting weights and everything again. Are you uh, able to start attending the shows and, and things like that? Or are you going to wait I'm a little bit? To, I'm going to SmackDown today. Oh, you are. I'm going I'm to go up and see my daughter today. Yeah, see the just uh, one of those days where I want to hug everybody that was there for me. I mean, Vince was it's amazing. With his schedule, was FaceTiming when I when I was in the rehab center, learn how to walk and call him every day and checking on me. Yeah. 
you know, Hunter and Stephanie and, of course, my, my kids. Ashley missed Summer Clam to mm-hmm. be with me last year. So she's, you know, back in it. And it's hard to get her to take time off, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. My, uh, one of my close friends. Right. Yeah, one of my uh, one of my good friends in high school. In my yearbook, he wrote, uh, "You know, stay in touch, and we got to make sure we ha- our kids watch Ric Flair wrestle." That was uh, what he wrote in our yeah. yearbook. And, and both of us, we were oh, really? we were on Facebook, and last year when everything was going on, I was like, "So your kids have watched Ric Flair's matches, right?" And, I was, and he was like, "Yeah," and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, mine too." And now they're big fans of Charlotte Flair, and they they. But I have yeah, two young daughters; right. they love Charlotte, and uh, here she is this Sunday, you know, in the title picture. Yeah. Um, uh, what kind of um, and with Evolution uh, announced? What do what would you like to see her doing at that Evolution pay per view? Um, you know, I I I, I haven't given that much thought. I just you know, I focus kind of like one event at a time. <laughs> gotcha. Um, um, I don't know what what I. It's not what I'd like her to be doing. It's what you know. I I, I really believe that with the girls. Um, you've got to earn your place, and they've made it that special, which makes it a little bit a little bit different than um, with the guys because um, you know it's like who would ever think? Um, I, I call Sasha Banks. I call her Steamboat. <laughs> you know, watching her and Ashley reminds me of me and Steamboat. Yeah. You know the chemistry between the two of them. I don't know. Did you ever think you'd see the girls in a Hell in a Cell match? Did you ever think some of the matches they had were as good as as they were, they were the best matches on the card? And then last year when uh, Ashley wrestled Oscar at WrestleMania, right? Arguably the best match on the card. Um, and when the girls were in Dallas, Becky, Sasha, Ashley, and uh, oh, yeah. I was just one of the thrills of my life to be ringside. I mean. Arguably, that was as good a match as there was in Dallas. So, um, and now with Ronda here, the bar has been raised. Mm-hmm. Got Ronda to done a fabulous job. She, she. I mean, it, there are three people that I, in my lifetime, that I've seen come along. They caught on to this business faster than anybody. Are Kurt Angle, my daughter, and Ash, and uh, and Ronda. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Brock, Brock did, of course, too. But I'm, you know, um, you know, Brock is a world class athlete, and you know, once in a lifetime. But the, basically, I think Charlotte and uh, or Ashley and uh, Kurt and uh, Ronda. It's hard to go from full speed, you know, which UFC is down to what we do. Uh, it's not the same by any by any means. Right. There's some fundamental things that apply to both, but um, and Ashley, who barely even watched wrestling, she came to events that I was in, but she didn't watch wrestling. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, in 2012, John Laurinaitis said, "Why aren't you wrestling?" And you know, in July of that year, she wasn't in Tampa at, uh, I guess it was F. Um, before the next he was Florida Championship Wrestling FC Network. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there she was. So it was uh, just amazing. But she caught on to it. I mean, no training whatsoever, no preparation. And look at her now. Right. So, and yeah. the thing that's funny is she's never happy 
just so damn hard on herself. I just talked to her constantly about just, you know, <laughs> she, she hasn't changed since she was five years old. It's, 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 there's no second place. God, are you kidding me? If she lost the volleyball game, you couldn't talk to her for a week. <laughs> I, I feel like you see that in her performances, too. Like She always seems like she's out there always, you know, trying, oh. to, trying to steal the show. Exactly. I mean, that's what, you know, I keep telling her, nobody remembers who wins or loses. They remember the body. They remember the big moves, you know. So regardless of the outcome, get your shit in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I was going to text you last night after watching Raw. You may have to put that uh, that re- re- inverted twist she did like at WrestleMania in Orlando. Yeah. That moonsault with the twist. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and it's, it's, it's all as she is and as big as she is. I mean, not big, but you know, right. it's well, you she just built like a brick shit house. Yeah. To be able to do all that and all that stuff from gymnastics and cheerleading come back and I'm just so glad it, you know, it is as I hate the cheerleading schedule that she went through uh, after she got too tall to compete in gymnastics, the guy drove me crazy. But yeah. they practiced and tumbled five hours a day, six days a week. Wow. Yeah. And that was just coming. Then the choreography came in. Mm-hmm. But her team won four national titles. And so, wow. um, what can I say? She loved that. But the common, the, you know, the tumbling and all her gymnastics, she was a level nine gymnast. It's all come back there. And she's been able to apply it and use it, you know, at, at five ten and a half or five eleven, and right. uh, And that which separates her from the other from the other girls. And I think right now, if you ask almost anyone, uh, if they were to pick a, a women's match to headline WrestleMania, I think almost across the board, it's, it's uh, Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. Yeah. God, I hope, Yeah, you know, if they were ever going to do it and I don't think anybody would begrudge them the match. They are. I, I mean, I, I can't say enough nice things about Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I texted her last night. Did you watch last night? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she stole the show. She killed me. I mean, it, they, they've got she's got her shit together. I mean, she got the interview down. And Alexa Bliss did a great job last night. It was yeah, it was so entertaining. And and the funny thing, the company didn't advertise her Brock being there, but they put together a hell of a show last night. Yeah, yeah, Brock is going to have to dig in to follow that. Yeah, yeah the Brock stuff was great. Um, what are your thoughts on um, Brock wrestling Roman again? You, you know, I, I think I, I love that matchup. I, th- I love Brock and what he brings. He's so different as a character. Yeah. But I know there's a lot of fans that uh, are negative. Yeah, because it, it's, it, it's so real. Well, I don't know, you know, the negative. You know, it's funny. What I like about it is if you know anything about Roman and his family, mm-hmm. The thing that that I think is really cool about it is Roman. Roman is afraid of Brock. Mm-hmm. Like legit. Does that make sense? Legitimately, he's not. No, right. legit. He's not. If you, if Roman Reigns ever gave an indication that he was afraid of, he, he wouldn't be allowed back in the house. <laughs> you don't know his dad. Yeah. Yeah, they're tough guys. They're. I mean, you know, he might not be an amateur wrestler. He, he's a 
phenomenal athlete, Division One athlete, football and all that. But what makes it, what I like about it is that Roman isn't afraid of him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I don't care what anybody says, a lot of the guys are afraid of him. I know I had to wrestle him when I was 54 years old. <laughs> right. And uh, I was mortified. <laughs> when Vince told me I had to wrestle Brock, I said, boy, this is, you're digging pretty deep right now. But I don't mean I don't mean uh, afraid of him hurting me. Right. He just he couldn't be more safe. But it's just a lot to look. He's a lot to look across the ring at. <laughs> right, I yeah. mean, you know, it's no different than when I was wrestling Brody or Hanson or Jack Mulligan, who were probably bigger and tougher than 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 Brock and all these guys are as tough. Yeah, the beast um, is not. I was thirty. I was thirty-five years old. <laughs> Look at this now. I go, shit. I don't think so, guys. <laughs> and I tell Ruth stuff. I'm so glad you came along after I was gone. Because <laughs> he's a big, strong guy. Yeah. So. And a hell of an athlete. I got a lot of time for him. He's a great kid. So Absolutely. Do you think he'll go back to UFC after? You know what the thing about Brock, and I don't know who's managed him. I can't think of his real manager's name, but mm-hmm. um, he's got himself in that position again. Where I think it's his choice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, personally, the, the only drawback I, I I think, and I don't think it affected the company, is that he doesn't work on the road. You know, except for big events and that. But um, you know, I'm. I think Brock adds a lot to the show. I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan. He's a he's, you know he's, he's a quiet guy and he doesn't he keeps to himself, but he's really a good guy. Yeah. And I mean I think the world of me is uh, you know he goes out of his way. He's very polite and uh, uh, you know I just uh, but it's you know you're watching that and you're going this is like 1975 where you don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is you know great. I mean? <laughs> is, is Harley going to do this, or is Harley just going to turn around and kick some of that? You know what I mean? Right. When it came to Harley and Jack Briscoe and the Punks, who were all yeah. really tough guys, you didn't know right. for sure what. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what the promoter was hoping for, but you didn't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, they are like could come out of a wheelchair and be tougher than a lot of guys on the rock. Oh man, he, yeah, you could tell. There are some people just looking at them. They don't have to have muscles. They don't have to be thick. Oh, they just geez, they, you look yeah. at them like they're not some. Yeah, he massive. didn't lift weights. He smoked. He, he didn't lift weights. He smoked two packs of Marlboros a day. But Harley Race brother, right. he's the real deal. <laughs> Walking a locker room. Walking a locker room. He was their amateur wrestler. Just a tough. Tough, tough son of a bitch, man. Yeah. Uh, real, real quick, Rick. <laughs> times have changed. <laughs> I did want to ask you uh, also about the Jim Neidhart passing away. Um, yeah. I, I've, I was a, I became a big wrestling fan in the 80s with, the, you know, the, the mm-hmm. Horsemen and the Hart Foundation and the tag teams back then with the Rock and Roll Express and the Bulldogs. And uh, I remember one of your early WWF matches when <laughs> you came in uh, was with Neidhart. Uh, I was just wondering if you had any uh, any cool Nightheart stories or, or uh, fond memories. No, nah, just just a great guy. I mean, I traveled with Jim. You know, we reported when I was champion. Um, you know, I just got to know Jim a little bit, really, 
in the WWE um, because I, we were there at different time frames. But just geez, you know, you know, he, he legitimately was a world class athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, he threw the shot put at UCLA. I think close to seventy feet. Played for the Raiders. Um, you know, the five hundred pound bench presser every day of the week. Mm-hmm. He, he was like Terry Von Erich. It didn't matter what he was doing or how much he drank or how late he stayed out. He could bench press five hundred pounds. Yeah, he was that legitimate. And uh, um, I, I don't think you got a true picture of his athleticism in wrestling because he didn't have to use it. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. But you talk about another tough guy. Nobody nobody said shit to uh, to Jim Nyhart. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> there was yeah, one. He, 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 he probably couldn't amateur wrestle like, but I guarantee you, nobody at the Hart Foundation or up at that school that Stu had gave gave Nyhart any shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure about that. Um, yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. So it it was uh, it's a weird thing. Um, yeah. Around that, I don't know if you remember this, um, but this is this is getting a little detail. But around that time, uh, that was when you were in WWF. Uh, you had won the mm-hmm. WWF Championship from Randy Savage, and it seemed kind of like you were mm-hmm. in a feud with the Ultimate Warrior. And then out of nowhere, Bret Hart won the title, and the match well, was shown on television. I, yeah, that's because I. Um... Uh, the Warrior, we were in Phoenix, Arizona, and the Warrior, I uh, let him suplex me, which, you know, was, um, he just wasn't, no, nothing, just as I said personally, just, he, that isn't what he did. But I thought, what the hell? And he dropped me on my head, and I had that inner ear problem. Yeah. I couldn't even get up. I, was, I remember Barkley was there on the front row. He came to see me wrestle, and when I rolled out to the floor, I said to Roy Hebner, man, I, 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 I can't get up. And I got this thing that I had it for almost a year. Jeez. Uh, where it, I can't think of the name of it, but it's an inner thing where when I, when I would take a bump, my equilibrium would leave me for like, you know, as, as maybe as, as long as 20 seconds. Jeez. So, uh, the company was aware of it. Um, and they just said, called me and said, uh, you're going to go to Calgary. I mean, I was the worst match for Brett because I couldn't do anything. I mean, I could go through the motions, but it was like, it's like half speed. I'm glad they don't play it. Because yeah. I, I just, I know I couldn't do anything. But, you know, back then you didn't, you didn't give an explanation for it. It was a different time. It's not like, you know, you've got an inner ear infection, not inner ear infection, but uh, an equilibrium problem. But, Gotcha. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I was going to collect my Lloyds of London, seven hundred and fifty grand, um, and uh, my dad, being a doctor, um, had taken me to Mayo, taken me to Duke, and all that. And I'm going to collect the check the next day, and I woke up and it was gone. <laughs> and I called my dad. I said, "Dad, what the hell?" And I said, "I'm going to get it anyway." He said, "No, you're not, Karma." <laughs> I've never. I mean, I tell that story. He said, "No, you're not." So after all that and paying all those, when you buy that Lloyd to London policy, you can either deduct the premium right. and pay taxes on it, or you can eat the premium. And then when you collect the money, you don't have to pay taxes on it. So it was just cash. Right. Because I was paying like $35,000 a year for it. 
Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned. <laughs> Everybody else liked it but me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that uh, Rick Rude and Kurt Hell, Henry, they all had that, right? The boss man, uh, <laughs> road, the road warriors, he got it. Not nature boys. That's because my dad's a bad karma. The hell, <laughs> Dad, get over it. Right. I give you half the money. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, my parents. My parents were very. They lived by the book. So, um, unfortunately, they were they were unfortunate enough to get me in the adoption. Who pushed? <laughs> sure, pushed them over the edge many times, but yeah. Bash at Beach 94, yourself against Hulk Hogan. Uh, th- that match didn't happen WWF on pay-per-view, um, but uh, and now it finally happened. And I forget just how big and how the momentum shifted with that match. It was it just felt like a new life was given to WCW at that time. Yeah, well, hey, I was glad, you know. People keep asking me, you know, would you, you know, the, 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 the rub was me and Bischoff. It wasn't me and Hogan. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't, you know, like Hogan was the second person to come see me in the hospital. I don't, I don't know, but he got in a Learjet and flew up here. I mean, we've always been friends, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's a way, it's a way, yes. Yeah. He had creative control, but you know, to my, um, at the time, sometimes I wasn't happy. Don't misunderstand me. At the time, I was thrilled with a lot of stuff. But I loved recording because it put me in the spotlight. Yeah. And that's all I needed. Give me one match with him a month and don't ever forget, never forget me. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't have to be. And so every time they fired me or sent me home or whatever, you know, I got the call within a couple of weeks. Yeah. Come back. So, um but, uh, and talk about easy to work with, I didn't do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Guy was over like nobody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he was uh, recently reinstated into the Hall of Fame. Um, a lot, a lot of people supportive of that. There's some people that uh, didn't like the way his apology was phrased, but uh, I'm, I'm taking it you're, you're happy to see him back in. Oh, well, I'm very happy to see him back in. I mean, I don't. I don't pretend to understand to you know any of that. I've heard so many different sides of the story and all that, but um, I think anybody that portrays him as any less than a, than a good person that has done an excellent job. Of, I mean, he's been through a lot. If you think about it, right. his wife was just terrible in the divorce and in the accident with his son. And then this, I mean, he's had to, he's gone through a lot and he's persevered. And the thing that's great about Hulk is that he's still the most expensive guy to get out there to sign autographs. You want Hogan, it costs you a lot of money. Right. That's what it is. I mean, he's still Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. They can do anything they want, but if you want Hulk Hogan, (laughs) you got to have a big wallet. (laughs) That's that. That's the way it is. So um, I, I'm glad that he, you know, people like the Gawker and, you know, that I won't get into the other people. But, you know, it, 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 he did something that hopefully uh, enables a lot of people going forward to have privacy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus Christ. We're all sitting here wondering if we've got a CIA camera in the house. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they... Uh, you never know, right? You never know. Yeah. They, hey, true. the good thing they never put a camera in my room. <laughs> <laughs> right. When you'd be a national hero. <laughs> 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 uh, I could find work for her anywhere. <laughs> Oh yeah, touche. But yeah. she would be really expensive. <laughs> no uh, shit. That's good. Uh, good point. <laughs> yeah. No, I wonder how I would have reacted to social media in the '80s. Good Lord. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, wearing my robe up and down the aisles of the airplane, serving drinks, probably wouldn't have been. That might have made the cover of a few. I probably would have been the cover of Time. <laughs> <laughs> right, good, good thing it came came along later. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is it is dangerous, right? I mean, it's just it is crazy how a leaked photo or something now is just out there and you can never take it back and you know things like oh, that. God. It's it's uh it's yeah it's definitely dangerous and stuff right now with social media at times. And for all the good that there is, there is a lot of uh, a lot of bad. Yeah, well, it's just a funny thing, but it is. If you have any kind of notoriety, you just can't do anything. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, you're. And it's funny. It's just, yeah. I just, I'm, 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 almost. I don't have the words sometimes to put because I into my thoughts, but I don't understand why everybody wants to know what everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never, I never lived a day like that, wondering what somebody else was doing. Right. You know what I mean? I was so wrapped up in wrestling and myself and the four horsemen or whatever I was doing, I didn't have time to worry what someone else was doing, right. you know, 500 miles away. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, growing up a wrestling now fan you're in the like 80s. Beg your pardon? No, I was saying, like, growing up a wrestling fan in the 80s, part of the mystique was, like, yourself and, and Hogan and Andre and Macho Man. You, you were so another another world you know and not uh yeah not knowing everything you guys were doing and not hearing your feelings constantly on twitter it, yeah. it, it, it made it feel like you were that much larger in life whereas i feel like social media yeah. almost brings it down and just makes it another person in, in a weird yeah, way. can you imagine if they followed me around to all those marriott hotels be <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> marriott tonight 18 to 28 no boyfriends no husband <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And they were there. Yeah. <laughs> so now here you are, now one year that, after surgery. Uh, what are like uh, some of your goals? Uh, you know, for the next ten years. Um. Uh, gosh. Now I hope you. I hope I get that. Um. I don't know. I guess. Um. I'm gonna hope that people will judge me in the next ten years or over longer, rather than. Let's just let the eighties go, please. Yeah. I mean, I love what the eighties has done for my career and my resurgence and thank you to the network and thank you to YouTube and all that. But um you know, there's gotta be a time when you draw the line and say, God, let's just now, I'm not talking about the positive aspects of it, I mean the negative you know what I mean? Right. Um because half the stories and things you hear you know, they're, they're not accurate. They're embellished. It's mm-hmm. just, I mean, everybody in the world, you know, I'm sure you've heard this as a Ric Flair story, right? <laughs> right. Well, I certainly am a part of all of them. Everybody in the world can't have one. Mm-hmm. 
I got more cousins, sisters, brothers, aunts than anybody alive, and I'm an only child. So, <laughs> yeah. you'd be amazed. Yeah, that's funny. You remember you. when? No, I don't. And you're way too old, honey. <laughs> you're my age. <laughs> I remember watching the ESPN uh, the Thirty for Thirty and just thinking like this could be a six part miniseries. Like this is almost too short. Yeah, it may be. I think <laughs> I got a nice text from John Dahl, the head of uh, Thirty for Thirty last night, saying, "Geez, a year ago," and I said, "I know, John. It's hard to believe." So, right. That was actually the first time I came out of the house was for the premiere in Atlanta. That yeah. was like, and I just sat there looking at all my friends, you know, I'm going. I don't think they truly understood what it meant to just see them. To I would still just I could need help walking back then. Um, 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 I'm just I'm sorry, it's got text from Conrad. No. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, no, I was just thinking. I mean, you know, Wendy and I got in the car and uh, I had the stone on and. Which was incredibly high maintenance. I mean, I I would have rather had that than the other, but that thing. I mean, Wendy became a nurse. Yeah, she literally. We had someone here full time, and she just said, it, and it wasn't working out. So she went over to the hospital and then worked with a stoma nurse. So it's a specialty, mm-hmm. and Wendy became a nurse. So on top of raising them four kids. She's down here taking care of me because I couldn't do anything. Yeah, I literally couldn't do anything. I couldn't feed myself. I mean, I could, but I mean, to get up and down and and her kids, you know, brought food and here we were. Thank God for Uber. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, but that it was that way until um, actually the second operation. I mean, I I got around and did events and that, but. You know, if I did an event like the Comic-Con, I had to request a table near a restroom because, you know, that that, that thing just never stopped. Um, right. It's not, it, 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 it lets you, no one can experience it. It's just, uh, it, it was just a very difficult time. So, um, yeah, well, uh, it's, it, it, it's amazing. I, I would have rather had that than, than the other, so there you go. Yeah, and it it is it is a miracle. Uh, here we are a year yes, later, and you just uh, reached an endorsement deal with TickPick. Uh, how how is it working with them? Oh, great! They're, I couldn't be more thrilled. Um, I hope it's working as well for them as it is for me. <laughs> um, those, those type of things, um, you know, make you different than it. Uh, you know, being recognized by a national company and being utilized in that capacity separates you from. You know, from a lot of people that you know would would like to have that opportunity. So thankful, and I mean, I did. I was telling them I need a suntan. So finally, <laughs> the next one I make for them, I've, I've got some sun. I went to, so we got laid in the sun last week, and worked in Tampa, and uh, when they are going down to the beach next week again. Oh, nice. So I'll be tan and uh, just you know looking forward to everything. I there's endless opportunities. Age is not. Uh, a criteria or a, a problem with uh, success. I've got a lot of deals on the table and new representation and uh, just, you know, I'm just, I, I'm beaming. I'm so happy. Absolutely. Well, 
it, it really is a miracle and uh, it was a huge sigh of relief uh, you know when every, everything when you came through and and, uh, and we're also Thank glad you. to see it so um, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, this morning to speak with me uh, no problem I appreciate you taking the time uh, I feel privileged that you took time to talk to me so well, well, thank you. We're, so. on the same, we're on the same page, man. <laughs> Rise, okay? All right, sounds good. Thanks. I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording real quick. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm, I'm going to encourage Ashley to do her triple something. Absolutely. All right. For all the latest news and interviews, WrestlingInc.com is the only website you need. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.